0: With occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host Laura Kessnery-King. Today I have Lydia Mead from Rye, New Hampshire. Thank you for having me. Laura. Yeah, this is so great. I think um, we met in maybe a Chris Volpe workshop a couple of years ago Yeah, because I have um, some photos, and one of them is you painting up on a hill. (laughs) And I didn't realize it until we until we reconnected here through your show at Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. and then I I
1: realized, oh my gosh, that's Lydia. (laughs) Yeah, and were you in Scott Pryor? Yes. Yeah, we came last year. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's so fun. So much going on around this area.
1: Yeah. Um, So tell me, were you always a New Englander? I was not. We moved here nearly 20 years ago. My husband and I and our three children from Maryland, from the oh, D.C. area. Nice. Um, so big change. It was a big change. My husband's a Vermonter, born and raised and grew up skiing and ski racing. And, oh, um, wow. we. Um, it was not a planned um, decision, but it was very much embraced. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think I was also looking for um, more space around me and a different vibe with w- a way of raising my children and, yeah. and motherhood. And yeah. um, and so it just all fell into place. Yeah.
0: yeah. Nice. It's a beautiful area. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your earliest explorations with art.
1: know i knew that question would probably come and i've given it some thought um it's been an interesting one um you know so when what is that and how do you define it i mean i guess early mark making and um you can really stretch all the way back to preschool and kindergarten and first grade and the joy of just expression through color and stroke and and certainly bringing it home and having your mom be delighted and having it end up on the refrigerator with Sure. the little alphabet magnets or what what have you <laughs> oh, at the yes. time <laughs> in the, back in the day we right. all had them <laughs> um and um my mom was really a vehicle for all four of us there mm-hmm. are four siblings in my house that we grew up with um she just celebrated the arts Did in she? every way shape and form and okay. um um she was very musically talented and inclined. And so I was exposed to that early on, but I didn't gravitate towards it. My mm-hmm. sister is very talented in that direction and has continued to pursue her music. Mm-hmm. I ended up vehicling through the art of dance. Oh, I was a dancer lovely. growing up. Yeah. And um, the moment I took my first class in third grade, I think I was eight. The piano lesson stopped. <laughs> ah. I just couldn't sit still. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Expression through movement just yeah. suited me, and right. I loved it. So I pursued it all the way through high school. Yeah. And um, in fact, we moved in sixth grade, and that you would think I was I was twelve. So that's a landmark age sure. of sorts, and yeah. I would have been more distraught over the friends, but my biggest yeah. Uh, Um, distraught feelings came from um, my dance studio what was going to happen and god bless my mother (laughs) she ended up driving me and i was involved three nights a week i mean it was no small commitment yeah it's expensive it was demanding demanding. there was four of us and um there's 10 years between myself and my youngest brother so Mm. if i'm 14 he's still four yeah it was a lot that she committed to and um So that was my main vehicle through high school. And then in college, I actually taught to some underprivileged
0: children Mm -hmm.
1: in the city where I went to school, ballet, and they more gravitated towards the jazz. So I could get a little classical movement, but. um, And the visual arts came later in life. They folded later into my, fabric of myself. Okay. And how did that happen? Well, I was flashing back to this thinking about this, um, interview this morning. So I married my college sweetheart and, um, Scott, and we um had our first child and i think i was in search again Mm -hmm. so i was still in maryland at the time and there's a wonderful art community um called glen echo Mm. um walt bartman is a pretty well-known artist down there that has been part of that culture forever and i ended up going uh, and enrolling in some pottery classes Mm. i did that for a couple years and really enjoyed three-dimensional and art and space and mm. all of that. And then I ended up getting pregnant again. So mm. then we had our second child and I was a much busier mom. Mm-hmm. And um, we had our daughter, Caroline, and then um, quickly was pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. So then I was really with three, yeah. five and under. And that was, right. I think I was all about the big art book and everything I was doing with them. Everything yep. from yep. making puppets <laughs> to oh, yeah paper flower. I just did right. using everything with my hands. And then we moved up here um in 911, one 9/1 of 911 in fact. Yeah. Um and I think that the topography struck me so. Mm. Uh, Maryland, I'm from the Mid-Atlantic, so the Maryland and Pennsylvania rolling fields and cornfields are soft and mm-hmm. um just very bucolic in their own way and the delaware seashore which is a huge huge part of our background um in the soft dunes and the grasses and whatnot but the ruggedness of the of the coastline here it it has its own smell and this low tide seaweed and the dark rocks with the white water and the medium gray days anyway i was struck Mm. So I had time again, and I started in with um, some watercolor and drawing and acrylics. And then about two years later, when Jamie was going into kindergarten, I don't know where I saw the flyer, and I I was flashing back, trying to recall, but I saw a flyer for Pamela Doolong williams and the color. And it might have even been the little boy, the portrait she still has about, oh, she does classes. And that was it. Yeah, That was it. That yeah. was my entree into oils, and I was done. So, so that's where all the inspiration came yeah. from to, to get with me. I studied under her for 12 years. Nice. Wow. And um, went almost clear through Jamie's high school. So kindergarten, almost through high school. Yeah. Um, but along the way, took from almost any, you know, many other people. Um, and de- went down to the MFA for a couple of years um, doing drawing down there and... Drawing up at Sanctuary Arts, and Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, um, Chris Volpe Mm -hmm. and Todd Benita is an absolute prince and resource here. We're so lucky. Oh, we are. I know. It's it's
0: easy to take for granted because when you go to other places, you realize, oh, (laughs) where's all the the
1: fantastic teachers? (laughs) So enthusiastic. Yeah. And um, David and Pam are here. They're a huge part of where I am at now. My evolution Mm -hmm. and. so that's kind of where I, how I've landed. Nice. I guess into the visual oh, arts. I love it.
0: So what at what point um, you started with the oils probably with Pamela? Was that your first mm-hmm. time in the oils? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So you'd had a nice little foundation of drawing and yeah. watercolor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's very nice. Um, just how would you describe your work? What do you what words do you, you use?
1: Um I think somehow my dance is involved in it because it's this movement that I'm always looking for mm. it's this evoking a human response to color the color relationship to light and the movement in space mm-hmm. um, the gestural line of the marsh coming in the light going back over the horizon I play with the flat horizon line a lot and um, So, I feel that it's a real atmospheric um, light and movement Mm -hmm. and color play. Yeah. Um, More recently, I've gone back to adding um, some figurative work. And in fact, this last showing right at the Button Factory and in the fall at Kennedy's, um, the surfers have emerged in some of my work. Okay. So, just the coastal um, culture. Mm Of everyone and everything down there not just light and atmosphere but obviously the people and the umbrellas and, mm. um, and do you like to paint big or small you know I love both you do I do I honestly do I love the intimacy of a small painting mm. I just I oh, there's never a time that I don't just love that mm. um, but I think my style is best expressed in a bigger space okay yeah. Um, bigger stroke, juicier paint, um, mm. and space to travel in and out of the painting, but I love I love a small painting. I do both. I do them all. Yeah.
0: Um, so tell us a little bit about your process. Do you paint primarily in studio or plein air? Or?
1: I'm primarily a plein air painter. Okay. Um, I don't know what the percentage is. Um, most of my inspiration will come from the plein air experience, the life experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm becoming better at saving all of my studies. Okay. I used to just do them, work on them, sell them, and then they were gone.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so that's a change in the last couple of years. So now I kind of have stacks of them. Hmm. Um, but then this last show, a lot of it was right on site. So... But most of my inspiration comes from plein air. You do the studies
0: and then you rework, redo them in the studio. Is yes. It? So I then see. I can
1: take them to a similar size, a larger size, start a series from it, which is mm-hmm. what's happened with the surfer series. Okay. Um, so those plein air pieces um, did sell, so, but now I have a full series from it. None mm-hmm. of which was done outside recently. Yes. Um, but all of that experience and emotion and... Color response that I had outside is brought into those next pieces. Right, and you have a studio. I do in, in the Button Factory. The button factory here in Portsmouth. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been there? Oh, I was thinking about that. I think it's eight or nine years now. so oh, a while. Lovely. Yeah, and that was just a huge um, opportunity that I was given earlier than I probably would have looked to do it because I still had kids in high school and so forth, but a chan- I had a chance with a couple of friends to take over someone else's um, oh. lease. Mm-hmm. And it's been a huge growing experience just to have that other place to go, oh, Yeah. Um, make a mess and leave yeah. it there and have, I like to work on a lot of different pieces at once. Okay. That's been a change over the years. Okay. Um, but just let different pieces grow and have a voice in the room they might. Never get finished. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah, know, they just kind of hang about, and there's something in them that is, that's speaking. In the yeah, room. yeah. I didn't get that in the beginning, but it's um, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's nice mm-hmm. that you can go to that space. And how often do you think you go? And like, how much? Time it
1: really it? depends. It mm-hmm. depends on if it's the dead of summer and I'm literally right. painting out of my yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know and even up through this fall i have a whole marsh series i was just finishing up and that was all um plein air oh, yes. so i was uh, so a lot of time. it just it just depends but now i'm excited it's winter mm-hmm. <clears throat> i have like a, some thoughts of just those peaceful colors and peaceful vistas that take us into that place in the winter mm-hmm. But when I am in the studio, I'm either, if I'm here and in town, we do ski quite a bit on the weekend, um, you know, four or five days a week. That's really what I do. I go in there. Nice. So um, I love it. It's great.
0: What is the greatest skill you've learned from plein air painting?
1: Oh, gosh. Skill or joy or Mm. I don't know focus or a trick a hack <laughs> yeah focus <laughs> yeah um because if i'm on the beach which i often am right. and i think we ran into each yes, other we, do. <laughs> we were walking yeah. the beach yeah. there's a lot of people there yeah. you're not just quietly yeah um under a tree in a boatyard by yourself i mean right. um so balancing the activity and mm-hmm. the oh the little kids are so cute i know oh my gosh they always have something to say i love your picture they're just so free they're just darling they're so sweet and they're moms you know and so um the biggest skill though is staying focused on the initial idea Uh not doing the runaway Mm -hmm. um with a million different cloud shapes or focusing you know trying to focus in on a particular wave shape trying to knock in that initial idea yeah. and stick to it yeah. um, because as we all know plein air changes quickly and the sky right. changes very quickly oh, by yeah. the
0: shore for sure uh, yeah so much more so by the the ocean it just yeah. changes so fast and how long do you typically take for a, a plein air painting or
1: study 3 I'd say 3 maybe 4 hours but mm-hmm. 4 is pushing it I mean the light's going to have changed I have to really stay focused mm-hmm. and if I include my setup time and right. get the coffee and you know <laughs> <laughs> a but, break in. Yeah, was I actually with the brush to the canvas for that full 4 hours yes. but I'll start another mm-hmm. one okay and I'll have a few going and sometimes they don't get finished I and I keep them in the car. Okay. And then if I notice that kind of light and that kind of day, yeah. then I'll say, Oh my gosh, there it is. Yeah. And if I can get out and grab it. Um, so sometimes I do bring them back two and three times. Right. Depends on if I'm on a bigger piece and I'm finishing it for a piece or I'm just exploring like an early idea with right. something. Um, yes. and they're just sketches.
0: And how do you know? You're talking about leaving them in the studio for a time and working on several. Um, I, I do love that myself. But for you, when does it speak and say? Does it just tell you I'm done, or is there something specific?
1: Sometimes it honestly does. Yeah, I think sometimes it honestly does. It feel there's a feeling. Mm. It, it just it it doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. And there are those that I. I'm learning more and more the ones that you're pounding on, put it away. <laughs> right. And when you go to show, pull your what you consider your your weakest batch and pull it. Yeah. Even though you think it might speak to somebody, pull yeah. it. But when is it done? <clears throat> Honestly, it's a feeling. It just feels mm. right. I can't even describe it. Mm. And yeah. sometimes it's done when it's the one that pulls the next one along. Okay. So if I'm working in a series, if yeah. there there's three or four happening. Yep. And he just seems to be the lead one that there's something about that one. Right. They just have their own voice. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Everyone has a little bit different answers. But
0: so what is it you'd like your viewers to experience? Is it what you're feeling? What you're
1: I want to them, them to experience what they experience. What they experience. Yeah. To evoke something for them. Yeah. I think that any of the arts will evoke that human emotion mm. through movement of art music or mm-hmm. dance mm-hmm. Um, and in particular I love color so the interplay of um, the vibration of color or complementary color and just color itself the and I kind of need to delve more into this I just think I go on intuition with it but um, the psychology of color I mean, we all know yeah. that, but are we really purposely painting that way? Right, right. But I can tell you that it's winter, and I'm going into my studio, and mm-hmm. I have sort of this quiet theme that I'm about to mm-hmm. embrace. Because mm-hmm. um, I've just come off a big orange, orange umbrella series. Right. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Glistening Surfers. Yeah, I was looking at
0: um, your recent work on your website, which is just a lovely website. Thank um, you. And I noticed, that they were all oh, beaches. Yeah, that's <laughs> where that's why I ran into it at the beach yeah. this summer. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I think I just think that yeah, it, it's not necessarily um, my intention, but my intention to evoke something that moves me. I hope it moves the viewer mm-hmm. in whatever way that might be. Right. So that it's left interpretive. Right. Through the light and movement. Space
0: mm-hmm.
1: and vibration of color, mm-hmm. then takes somebody out of their everyday life, yeah. which could be a very joyful moment, or mm-hmm. maybe they're in a struggling place. In this mm-hmm. particular piece, they just find very tranquil and mm-hmm. soothing, and mm-hmm. so hopefully, it just moves them yeah. in some way.
0: Yeah. yeah, nice. Have you ever had so you probably meet because you do, you're in, we'll get to later all the, the places where your work can be seen. But when you meet people who have purchased a painting. Do they try to tell you or do you ask you know how did how does it
1: that's make you feel or or what is it you love most about this i have never really asked that but the one of the biggest joys i find is i mean not only friends or you know people that know me or know of me through someone when they purchase but purchase a second time yeah. but absolute strangers yeah. and that's been happening more frequently and they're back for another piece and or recently somebody bought a print a year or two ago and she's you know uh, contacted me through my website and darn it i wish i bought that original is that still available Uh, i'm like i'm sorry it's uh, not but i can't duplicate it but i can do something else like it so she's got me doing a commission so i I don't know. I should ask that question. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's funny because I do it here at the series gallery
0: when I'm sitting. If I, you know, not just with my own work, but with other artists, and I'll mm-hmm. go over and if I see someone staring at, you know, a particular mm-hmm. person's section, six foot section of the wall, I'll say, "So tell me, which one do you like the best, and you know mm-hmm. why?" And people are really open to sharing that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. and I just I uh, love the interaction with people, and it's so varied you know, it's
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just crazy all the way from something very deep and soulful to, you know, gee, it looks like a place where I you know, had a picnic with my mother when I was 12, right. you know, right, something. Right. So it just, uh, I
1: would I would <laughs> say having just come off open studios and that's one of the um, absolute blessings is um, because I'm not on the retail level in, in the spot, for instance, where you are here is to hear the feedback and generally it's the color. Yeah okay it's generally color yeah. you know i love your color <clears throat> but yes. i don't know I'll pursue that more I like yeah. that idea okay what defines success for you Zina? just bringing joy to somebody else honestly mm-hmm. you know that just feels great it does yeah. it just does. It really does um somebody who i well, think the other day you know we do this thing in our studio called art for less and it can be for less like not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And there was this young girl with her mom, and she had her own little $20. Bed. Oh, <laughs> and the so piece was priced for more than that. Oh. And it was an older and would I take you know, but she was probably 12. Oh, wow. she just had to have it. And I yeah. said, I am so thrilled to get you started on your first Absolutely. piece of art in your art collection. So yeah. it can be from that all the way up and somebody feels moved mm. to bring this piece home and look at it.
0: And use their last 20.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Break the piggy bank. Um, but mm. just bringing somebody mm. else joy and um, people who I don't know at all mm-hmm. um, and people who want to come back again or, or refer a friend or mm-hmm. um, buy. Someone counts came in. I guess they bought a couple of years ago and, her mother-in-law's 70th birthday present. So Mm -hmm. that makes you feel like, okay, something worked with the first one that brought you joy. And Mm -hmm. so that that makes me feel good.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I
1: love it. So
0: talk a little bit about, I I noticed you did commissions. I do. Do some commissions and how do those typically work? Do you um, do photo reference or go to a location
1: or? It's, Typically has worked. I've done a photo reference for a wedding gift. I don't necessarily work off photo often, particularly from a place that I haven't been or photographed myself or done a planner study from. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was a sweet gift um, that someone wanted to give somebody. It was a coastal spot. Mm -hmm. So it was certainly in my genre of things, but it was a coastal spot he had grown up with and she had grown up here. So she did a little. Side by side vignette, that was a sweet gift. Oh, but primarily, nice. they'll see um, something in my studio and um, want something like it, or maybe a little bit different, or a walk on the beach at a certain time of day with a certain view that that is significant to them, mm. um, or place, or maybe the size they want to vary for a different spot in their house, mm. um, and. Um, to yeah sometimes somebody's already owned something smaller and they have a different spot. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of varies mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and I like your frames. How do you do you do those? Do you purchase them or make them? Um I have done both. Right now I'm purchasing them. Mm-hmm. Um but um I like to keep them simple. I've tried a wide range of things, a lot of mistakes with framing over the years. Yeah. Oh, Learning gosh, and yeah, when you do spend commissions a lot of money people, that, you know, it yeah. just oh, ends yeah. up, you know. I know, and one little ding. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, uh-huh. so. So when you
0: do commissions to people, try do you try to match the frame with them or like go to their home? Or? I
1: would, and I have changed them out. So I generally tend to use a very simple, um, uh, like maple beach floating piece that allows kind of, I think, your mm. mind and soul to just wander in and out freely. Mm. Um and that works well for me right now. Um, but if somebody wanted to do something different, I'd be totally open mm. if that just suited their home and um, their style. So I did have a friend change something out one time. Okay. yeah,
0: We've had that happen here. It's pretty funny. Somebody wanted a painting from one artist, but the frame from another. <laughs> and we made it work.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you always make it work. <laughs> yeah, you can't let that be the, um, um, yeah. The The deciding
0: factor. That's right. So I did notice on your website, too, that you did this um, program or still maybe are active with The Art of Recovery. Could you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, and that's brought me great joy, too. So I'm in my fourth year with my partner there, and um, it's a wonderful program. Absolutely wonderful. It's through the Seacoast Mental Health. It's through Seacoast Mental Health, and they have a certain number of um, clients there that um, are in a place where they feel in their recovery that this would be beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. And they, the client artist needs to sign up for it and, and show interest on sure. their end as well. And so they marry a client artist with a professional artist. And there are um, photographers, mm-hmm. Um, there are some acrylic oil painters, some mixed media and myself doing oil. Although I worked with my partner artist with our acrylics last year because mm-hmm. she was injured, we really needed to sit and, um, she couldn't really walk up to my studio. And so I think we'll continue with acrylics this year. It worked really well for her, mm-hmm. but it's brought her great pleasure and confidence, mm-hmm. um, in creating using her hands. And um, I think it's a wonderful program in the sense that the idea is that the Seacoast Mental Health has given so much to them at a crossroads point in their lives that Mm -hmm. they are now giving back to the program. So they don't take any, there's an auction at the end of the spring Mm -hmm. to benefit uh, Seacoast Mental Health. And the client artist work is up for um, there's a live auctioneer who comes yes. so there's professional artists who auction off their work and then the client artists work and the client and artists don't take any of the proceeds wow. it's all wow. they're donating their time and mm-hmm. um the smiles on their faces oh, it's just <laughs> wonderful it's a wonderful program yeah they have some
0: great pictures on the the link you put on your website mm-hmm. <clears throat> which was very nice All right, let's talk about cultivating a customer base and uh, getting your work out. Venues have been the best. Galleries, social media.
1: You have answers? (laughs) (laughs) Let (laughs) me know. I don't know. Now, wait a minute. There's an awful
0: lot of sold paintings on your website. I don't know. Um,
1: Uh I could be better with social media. So that's something I'm working on. Mm. Um, but I guess I think just some of some of the representations been great. It's been certainly word of mouth. Okay, um, I have sold particularly this winter or this you know fall whatever of this holiday season a number of pieces through um, Instagram. Wow, or, I don't know if it's Facebook. I can't I can't, deci- yeah. I can't <laughs> decide for the two. Okay. I don't know where they saw, but, um, yeah, so something's popped up or somebody mm-hmm. said, oh, I saw this and it might be a different size or something. So that, that is a good venue. Yeah. And I think it's just in layers. I think it's just in layers. I don't really know somebody right. might've seen something. One time somebody called, you know, two years later is, you know, is that still available? Well, um, it wasn't, but we could, work on something else or, yeah. or this or this is, you know, so yeah. I don't know. I, I um, don't have an answer as to what the um, the best and single venue of mm-hmm. getting it out there is. But I guess I should know the answer to that. <laughs> Sometimes I think they all,
0: the, you know, you are in um, Kennedy Gallery and you're in um, the New Hampshire Art Association. And, I am. Um,
1: so I Christine's Christine's Crossing, crossing I. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I have seen your work there. How long have you been there? A couple years. That's what I thought. Because yeah. I, I went in she's there one day. And thought, oh, this is lovely, and I at the time it was before I had met you. <laughs> Didn't yeah. know who you were, but
1: yeah, she's just wonderful. Yeah. yeah, Christine.
0: So I think you know all of those kind of hopefully work synergistically off each other too. Um, future plans, projects.
1: That's a good question.
0: The Surfer Series can go for a long time. That I love. a <laughs> Bright Beach. I love
1: that. Yeah, I just had yeah. someone um, who is involved in hand-making surfboards and needed a present for his wife's birthday. And yeah. So I'm like, well, that's just great. I love this energy of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in exploring bringing some figurative work from my dance background back Mm -hmm. into some of my work and seeing where that will take me mostly though a five-year goal is to just have a good balance Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know just be bringing joy to others Mm -hmm. um producing art that feels good Mm -hmm. and doing it in a balanced format Mm -hmm. it's sometimes an organic way with which I manage the website or post or, you know, and so I think I could be a whole lot better at um, just keeping all of the threads moving, um, the photographing. (laughs) And there's so many different little ways to streamline things so that I, so that I have more time to Mm -hmm. be with my art and sit with it and, Great, Um, I've been enjoying my larger pieces. So, um, just seeing where the freedom of that stroke goes. I think some of the mixed media work out there is super interesting. Yeah, I haven't had much exposure to working in it. I love Lisa
0: Nunes' work up on Art on the Hill there. Right? Just yeah, so great. Uh, Right, it is. It's beautiful in person too. It's just big. It's so big, and she's so little. (laughs) I said, you must use a ladder to get up there. It, and it just feels so um, free, I think, to, to paint that big. I, I'm dying to try it, I never have. But you with the dance, I, and, a, and a word that comes to my mind when I look at your work is lyrical. So I can already see mm-hmm. that, and going into some theme with that sounds yeah,
1: thank really you. cool. Well, it just takes you back to that, and I recall my children, and somebody said to me at one point who had slightly older children, You know, sadly, the artwork with children does slow down and stop when they Mm -hmm. bring it home. Yeah. And this little side of our psyche shuts down somehow Mm -hmm. because we think that maybe what we're producing doesn't, I'm not any good at this. And where does that happen? Sixth grade, seventh grade, somewhere in there. And I do think some of the mixed media work, the large pieces, the just freedom of doing that. Can just evoke back out that just expressiveness yeah. and um allow some of that work to just play back out into wherever your finished pieces go mm. i don't know yeah. and it's a journey it's just right. a journey that i feel very blessed to be on
0: yeah we are we are glad to have you here on the seacoast oh, so glad you came, up, came up this came way well <laughs> um so let's see what what advice would you give to others then who are trying to get their work out like they making all this beautiful stuff, and they don't know the first thing about what to do.
1: They're already producing art, and mm-hmm. they want their... They would yeah, like to sell. And, they're trying to, and, yeah. I think the associations are wonderful. Yeah. I think Kittery stuff. Art was a great mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. and they still are. They're so lovely over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are a lot of um, spots like that, depending on where they live, if yeah. it's locally or up and down the... Massachusetts or um, Maine coastline, I think social media can be great. Mm-hmm. I do. I think Instagram has this very collaborative feeling about it. I do, too, yeah. It's I, wonderful. I, it is,
0: yeah. It's a, a great um, community there.
1: And and I think there's, you know, I think there's a lot of um, holiday gatherings or fairs or you know, places like that to just get exposure and get mm-hmm. yourself out there. Yeah. And I do think that anytime you can get near the customer and overhear what they're saying, right. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, good feedback. Because you can get some really great feedback. Yeah. And maybe just try to get three or four or five kindred spirits together and put a little something together and find a spot to show that and a great benefit a school or a, a cause that's important to you. and. Yeah. And collaborate to get it out it might be a great way to get going and it's a great um, idea wow
0: very nice okay how about let's talk i mean i love to know what kind of tools and things people use (laughs) but then there's like the general stuff what do you what tools supplies i mean what do you paint on What,
1: what kind of board supports what kind of board i happen to love the source tech product. Oh, okay. It's a um, birch with an oil-primed linen that yeah. I move towards. I love it. Mm. It's a beautiful product that is so my different. primary go-to um, plein air panel that I like. Um, they are kind of heavy, so we recently traveled and I brought my supplies and I didn't travel with them because wow. to bring a stack is a little bit heavier yeah, in a backpack really. and suitcase environment. Yeah. Um, I love painting on deep canvas, just okay. when I go larger. Yeah. Um, and I do paint on board. I used to paint on board more for my small pieces. I love those small board panels. Mm. So so when you
0: plan, air, you are primarily using the source tag?
1: Primarily, but I will bring, um, you know, 1224s, 2020s. I mean, I'll bring big pieces, 2424s out on site. Yeah. Um, and I haven't bought that size in the panel as of yet. I tend to use the um, deeper canvas okay. for that. So it's kind of a mixture. Mm-hmm. Those are my two main go-to sources mm-hmm. for the panel and canvas.
0: Yeah. What about any uh, tips or tricks to a plein air? <laughs> Give us a uh, your best hack that you've got for plein air painting. There's uh, oh so many little gosh. secrets that people Stumble upon or discover out of necessity, right? This,
1: Yeah. I think David Lassure taught me this, and I think it's a great way to go. He's an interesting mix of his medium with um, the Gamsol and some stand oil and demar Varnish. So I enjoy using that. Mm. The other thing that I like doing is taking a little bit of um, Galclad gel and taking part of my whites, not all of my white, and kind of fluffing it up. Oh. so that it's all kind of thicker and a little more frosting-ish like
0: mm-hmm. and you do that on location right? I do
1: it on just, location okay. before I start and it helps to speed the drawing process up oh, okay. so in the beginning when I'm just trying to sketch in my underpainting and my large um, shapes and values I'll use the um, medium to just get it to get on there and grab mm. so that I can get layers more quickly because it's all about getting it down quickly and right. sticking to that initial idea not chasing yeah. the clouds in the now sky do you, do you take photos for that at all you know photos? i didn't used to but i'm i'm kind of reversing some of my um Pam was so great about that you a true alma and um and that are, that really is my roots and mm-hmm. it always will be mm-hmm. but i really do feel that when you've been on site and you've hopefully done a planner study. But if you didn't have time, I do use some gouache, I'm starting to experiment with and oh. small watercolor, even just from my car or really quickly standing outside. If you can grab that, grab a photo, yeah. and it's your heart that felt something. You right. you you grabbed it. You saw it. And then and if you you've been out there enough and particularly if it's a um, a muse that is Right. One of your primary go to's and a in near and dear to your heart or a series that you work on a lot. There's something new that struck you that moment. You mm-hmm. can absolutely use photo reference. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. It's there to help us. Sure. You know? So I mean, so is the phone. So mm-hmm. you know, Pam's cute she goes, pull out everything into your arsenal, whatever it takes. So, you know, I I think I think <laughs> I like you know, it. there's a whole thing about poo-pooing the photo, but um I think it's a great form of reference Mm -hmm. you know it really kind of can help that big shape piece or go back to that initial where was that in the beginning you know Um, the tide changes so quickly oh yeah Hmm. you know so it could be completely high uh, very wet sand with a lot of great reflection in it by the time you're done that's gone (laughs) and you just want to just flash back and take one more look at that initial reflection in that wet sand sure and that's really helpful. Right. So absolutely, grab one. Yeah.
0: Good. All right, give us your funniest or strangest or most exciting plein air story. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Since you're out there a lot, you must have
1: yeah. one. <laughs> um <laughs> It's I I don't know. Oh my gosh, funniest or most exciting. It's just the fu- it's funny. People are so cute. They're really they're so excited to see somebody painting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe when I was doing this one was really exciting. When I was doing, I was down there painting, and I was like, "Okay, well, that's it, that's a wrap." I was doing a sunset piece, and all of a sudden, this moonrise came out, and I was like, already packing up my car, and I looked over and I thought, "Oh my gosh!" So then I grabbed my stuff, and I was like, "I'm like a crazy lady," so I take it all back out. Someone's watching, like she's she's there, just like, like, "What is with you?" It is darker than dark. and this sweet couple came up to me and they, I did not know this was a Sturgis moon, but apparently oh, wow. I was painting the Sturgis moon. Oh, wow. So I love that piece. It's a moonrise. Yeah. And um, I went home quickly and looked up Sturgis moon and what it was all about. And it was the most glorious evening. Wow. So that, that sticks out in my mind. And Absolutely. I'm interested in doing some more nocturnes um, like that. Um, just really, that was fun, really yeah. enjoyed it. How did you see to paint? Well, that's just it. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I could barely <laughs> see my palette. I had to know where my paints were. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you really would have, you know? Yeah. So I guess, I don't know, Did Do you bring a headlight? And up? so were you shocked to see it in the light? Well, yeah, you really kind of had no <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. I mean, there were a few lights from the parking spot kind of reflecting on it. Mm. And of course the moonlight yeah. was quite remarkable yeah. on the water. But, yeah, it's um, it just a real buzz oh, and holy, um, invigorating sure. well, moment. Well, yeah, because
0: you are probably had just done, what, a couple hours, and you're already tired, packing up, and then,
1: boom. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go for round two, you know. Yeah. So it was a quick one. I don't know. It would have been, what, 830 at night in August? Mm-hmm. or Because that's the August moon. Mm-hmm. Um, nine? Yeah. No, yeah. maybe 830. Right. <laughs> so um, I thought, oh, they all think Crazy. <laughs> well, I got in the car and thought, the you're best, crazy, the best kind of crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. So um, yeah, I think the nocturnes are really interesting and I would like to know more about how to approach them yeah. with, not with blinders on completely um, oh, in plein air. Wow. So that that's another good goal. Nice. Yeah.
0: All right. Anything else you'd like to share?
1: No, other than thank you so much
0: you're awesome this is so you're very welcome i i love your work it is um yeah i feel you do definitely you can't look at it without feeling the movement it's it's very nice and your website's lovely it's lydia that's Mm -hmm. l-y-d-i-a m-e-a-d-e dot com and you're on instagram Mm -hmm. facebook and at the kennedy gallery and christine's crossing that's in rye yeah right very nice Well, it was lovely to have you. Thank you, I'm sure we'll bump into each other on the beach again. (laughs) Oh, I
1: hope so. That would be great. Thanks.
0: If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on ArtistsOfNewEngland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.